So um, I'm standing now because I want to demonstrate an activity that I want you to do that will be a practice in the body. So, you know, variety of different things that you can do. This one is a practice in the body. And to demonstrate it, I would like to have uh, three volunteers. Uh, just come up here. As soon as we have three, there's no need for any more person to come. Uh, you're not going to get any benefit from it. It's pure service. Uh, it's just to demonstrate the sequence because it's, it's kind of hard to explain these kinds of things. Um, but once you do it, it's pretty simple. So the, the basic principle of this activity is that you translate things into gestures. And you work with gestures without words, without um, any particular story attached to it. So um, I'd like one of you to volunteer your situation and the emotion that was in it. I don't need the story, just the emotion. Here's the microphone. Fear. Fear. Mm -hmm. Okay. How many people identified fear as the emotion that was up for you? Okay. Um, you know, there's, there's a, this thing that people say, there's fear and there's love, and you can't be in both at once. So it's, it's very clear to me that fear is the basic antidote to nonviolence. Because nonviolence, to me, is intrinsically interrelated with inner freedom. Because nonviolence is basically going against the deeply ingrained fight-flight-freeze response to situations. Mickey, you said fear is the antidote to nonviolence. Is that what you meant? Yeah. Be explain that. That uh, you cannot be nonviolent and act out of fear. Nonviolence is fundamentally about mastering fear. If, Not the antidote, the antithesis. Antithesis, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> That's what I wanted to say. Maybe repeat it. Okay, so it's not the antidote, it's the antithesis. We do not want to antidote nonviolence. <laughs> that would be really, really sad. There are enough people working on that project already. <laughs> I know that it, it sounded off, but I couldn't put my finger on it. So, um, so I'd like you to pick a gesture um, that uh, symbolizes that fear. Do I have to be standing? Um, most likely because you'll be playing it out with someone else. Just a gesture and you give it to someone. Someone else will do that. The fear, not your reaction to the fear. The fear feels con small, contrained, you know. Okay, so this is the, the gesture of the fear. Yeah. Now pick a gesture for what you do in response to that emotion. Mm -hmm. 
So that's the fear itself, or that's your reaction to the fear? Yeah. Notice that we, we don't even think about this as being two separate things. So when you have this fear, what do you actually do? Okay, so you go to freeze. I go to confusion. Okay, so pick a gesture for that, for the confusion, the freeze, the nothing. Okay, great. Okay, so now you know. You see, there is a certain amount of freedom that comes just from knowing that the emotion and what you do with it is not the same thing. They are fused habitually. And we are starting to develop um, a, a, a wedge between them just by knowing that they're two separate things. Okay, and the last thing I want you to pick is a gesture that symbolizes empathy. Empathy, tenderness, receptivity, care, physical gesture. That if somebody did that gesture, you would recognize that there's empathy and care there. Okay, this. Okay, so you, uh, so the, uh, uh, whenever, if, when it's your turn, you need to pick three gestures, just like she did. One is for the emotion. Second is for how you respond to the emotion. And third is for something that would register with you as an empathic response. So we have that now. The only thing that is needed is the choreography. So I want to sh show you the choreography. So let's say you are the emotion, okay? And you are, uh, you're going to be doing the empathy response. So you do it when she needs it. Uh, in other words, <laughs> as soon in the exercise as you feel flooded or overwhelmed or shut down or anything, when you know you're no longer working, you turn to the person who is given the empathic response and they do the gesture. And you allow yourself to be nurtured by that so you have more strength to come back to the practice. This is what Oren was talking about in terms of having a baseline uh, of support and resilience that allows you to do the work. You can start with that, you can come back to it anytime. So that's available to you. Then the main action is, uh, I would like you and you two to stand in front of each other. So overall you're standing kind of in a circle and keep some distance. And then the routine the routine is this. You take a step forward. You take a step forward and do the gesture of my of the of the fear, the the, the gesture that she gave you, which is this, I think. Okay. Just take a step step forward and do that. You take a step forward and do your confused uh, uh, <laughs> fidgety thing, and then you take a step back. Both of you take a step back. Again, take a step forward, do the gesture, and go take a step back and end the gesture. Take a step back and get out of the gesture. This getting in of it and out of it is really important because if you stay in it the whole time, you will just be reenacting something that your body cannot metabolize. You will lose flexibility. So you go 
into it, into the intensity, and back away from it. So do it one or two more times. Okay, don't forget that he's available. Anytime, anytime, you just turn to him. And just drink it in. So this is the basic activity. And, yeah, and you continue with this for an amount of time that I don't know what it is. <laughs> because you will know when you feel a shift. And when you feel the shift, when you, you, you notice more capacity or resilience in you, then you find a new response to the emotion. The new response can be, if you have nothing else, it can be taking the empathic <coughs> response and doing it in response to the fear response, to, to the emotion of fear. It, was that clear? That sentence was confusing. Hmm? Yeah, two emotions at once. Uh, <laughs> you can have 15 emotions at once. I'd like you to pick one. <laughs> For, for the exercise, just focus on one. And each person has their role, and the role doesn't change? Is that correct? Until you're done. Then when you're done, if there's still time, you rotate, and a second person gets a turn. You're done, you rotate, and a third person gets a turn. I'm not guaranteeing that everybody will have a turn, because I'm prioritizing completion over full inclusion. Plus, my experience has been that even if it's not your turn, you actually go through something. By playing any of these roles, you learn something. It's not exactly the same thing. Yes? Where does uh, empathy come in? Does the person get to ask for the empathy any time? Any time, before, during, and after. In other words, you could, you might not even turn towards the emotion. Ever. Ever. You might just, knowing that the emotion is there might be enough and you just get empathy the whole time. Maybe that's your activity. Okay. That, would, that, would be, that would be a perfectly meaningful way of using this activity. I didn't understand the person. that last example. So the example was, he was asking in the empathy piece, when does it come in? Mm-hmm. You can turn to them anytime. And I said, yes, in fact, you could spend the entire activity only turning towards the empathy the person modeling the emotion might never step forward. Just the knowledge that it's there and might come forward might be enough for you to just, and that would be great. But we have to establish that. Yes, we want to establish all three gestures uh, and the roles. Yeah. Uh, so I have one other thing to add. On the, so, so just two other things to add as you go through this activity. So the first is I would suggest in your group, once you decide who's going to go first, and you identify the gestures and everyone's role, before you begin, just settle. Mm -hmm. Just have a moment of silence and breathing together to really mark that transition. That's one. Two, go slowly. Mm -hmm. Really go slowly. The person who's who's practicing the reaction, you're you're setting the pace. Mm -hmm. 
okay? And really give yourself the time to feel what happens inside from just one round. And then, and then to either turn towards the empathy or invite the emotion back. Trust that the more attention and awareness you bring to this, the more learning you will have. How you respond to your own anger. So that yeah, might be you, more anger, that might be fear, that might be shutting down, that might be running away. Is this something, um, something similar you can do without two other people? Um, I haven't figured it out. Um, I'm, I'm willing to continue to think about it, but I, I, I really think we are interdependent creatures and we need other people. Not this person or that person, but we need other people for life to be life. Can you repeat the question? The question was, uh, can you do this without two other people? There are many things that you can do on your own. This one I haven't yet figured out how you can do on your own. Um, I want to um, just complete one thing, which is once you've experienced the shift, which most people tend to experience the shift in this activity, then you will do your, the same gesture and you will respond with a new gesture that you've picked that symbolizes how you want to be in relation to this emotion. That's why I was suggesting possibly picking the empathic response. You might want to just be able to just be empathic towards your own fear or anger or shame or helplessness or whatever. That's really wonderful a way to master them. Or, or it can be any other gesture that comes to you. Don't try to figure it out before you get there. Because then you will be in a spiritual bypass. <laughs> and, and when you get there, it will be clear to you what the new gesture is. And then you just do it two or three times to anchor it. You don't need to do it many times. But the first one you do as many times as necessary until you feel the shift or until you know that you've gone as far as you can go without overwhelming your system, even with the support of the empathy. This may bring up all kinds of emotions for you that are not the one that you're working on, just you know, gratitude, release, um, um, grief about all the years that you lived with this or that or the other, can be all kinds of things and it's all fine. It's likely in part because this is such a large group that the field um, contains a lot of attention in it. So even if we don't notice it, we kind of like lean on it. I, I hope some people know what I'm talking about. It's not woo-woo. It's, it's, it's people coming together create some kind of a container for other people um, and themselves to do the work. So I, I hope that I'm complete with the instructions. Yes? We just did two exercises. And does this relate to one or the other or to either? The second one where you picked an, an emotion that's preventing you from doing... That's what this is. Yeah. Yes? Wait, you said spiritual bypass? What's that? Uh, where you have an idea of what's spiritually correct mm -hmm. and you try to do that on top of what's really true for you. Like, 
Uh, one of the forms of it is people pretending like they don't have judgments because judgments are, you know, this thing that you shouldn't have. So they speak, you know, kind of like in a voice that is supposed to be gentle and kind, and you hear the judgment. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That's a form of spiritual bypass. I hope I'm not offending anybody by, by calling it. Yeah. So this is built around the person that's having the reaction. Yes. And so they determine what's going to happen pretty much. Yes. And then when you're done with one turn, you start the other. And um, we're going to... Um, I'm, I'm uh, allowing initially 20 minutes for this, and then I will kind of like check to see where the group is, because different groups move at different pace. I don't mean just different small groups. Different large groups move at different pace, so I can't even know what's mostly going to work. I'll, I'll check and find out. And when we're done with this, I think that's time for a break or... Maybe we can do a little debrief. Debrief, okay. So, so we'll do this debrief and then have a break. Yeah. Just one more thing on the spiritual bypass. It's like the judgments would have been... Um, I just think of a spiritual bypass also, like if you're saying about the judgment thing it's because what's not resolved within the individual uh, that they have the judgments the yes emotional. I, it was just an example yeah. it's trying to be spiritual in a place where we are where we haven't really integrated something for, for people who have been uh, studying nonviolent communication there is a particular version of it related to nonviolent communication, which is people trying to use the language when inside it's not really fully integrated and it sounds inauthentic. Yeah? Okay, so uh, uh, anyone who was not in a group of three already, uh, please stand up, no one else. 